This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I am talking about how women cannot be sexually open with a negative, closed, or critical man. And um, I just did a podcast on how most men don't criticize their wives in bed. Uh, that was subscriber only. So if you're a subscriber, then uh, you could hear that one, a paid subscriber. Um, so I'm not going to talk about the men who criticize their wives in bed because that's its own animal. And uh, I just talked about that uh in its own podcast. So the one I'm talking about today is that if you are a negative guy, your wife cannot be sexually open with you or open in any other way, but you may care the most about sexually open. And I'll discuss that right after I tell you to subscribe to get the podcast that is basically the companion piece to this one, as well as over a hundred others. So it's a fair percentage of the podcast and oral sex on women is usually the major seller, but there are literally loads of them that people subscribe and then they are all excited because they see like this whole glut of awesome episodes. And that isn't just me saying it. People think they're awesome. Um, I personally like have no idea how anybody listens to a podcast, but apparently I am just a freak because everybody loves podcasts. So I should have done this years earlier when people told me to. Um, anyway, so people are always saying things and of course I'm hyperbolizing, but it's basically like the man comes in and he's like, my wife is so difficult. She's so close minded. You know, also she's kind of a slob. She really you know she can't really cook for shit she her parenting she's like she can't do discipline she has also gained a little bit of weight the thing is is our sex life isn't really that good well listen <laughs> i mean shit i mean of course it's not that good like you you can't even like how crazy would it be can you not see how crazy it would be for a woman to be her best sexual self with a guy that always has a million fucking problems with her you know most women don't get criticized by their husbands by the way like you gotta listen like the criticizing in bed is its own insane extremism but most women by the way don't even get really criticized by their husbands because their husbands are trying to be nice guys you know like loving kind men who view their wife as somebody that they are kind of entrusted to take care of in some way. And so they don't go around saying nasty shit about her. Like, like you, you don't like, criti- okay, if you criticize your wife's cooking, guess what? She's not going to cook anymore. So you saved yourself that problem. If that was your intent, criticize her cleaning, she won't clean anymore. So, and guys get like really, um, you know, upset about this. They're like, well, you know, like if somebody gives me feedback, I just take it and I become a better man. Really? Let me tell you, let, let me give you an example. What if you were having sex with your wife and she was like, Mm, that's what you call an erection? Oh, oh, I, I, I guess that's what, you know, I, I guess that's what it's going to be like now in your 40s, huh? Well, 
you know, uh, you know, not not the best I've seen, but you know, how long would you just accept that feedback? No, you wouldn't accept that feedback. You wouldn't be like, why? Thanks, love. I'm going to go out forthwith and get a prescription for Cialis for my GP. No, you fucking wouldn't. You would be like, why are you being such a bitch? I'm not going to be able to get an erection now or ever. Thanks so much. Right. So your woman, your wife feels the same. So you come home, you criticize whatever the hell she made for dinner is fuck you. Why are you acting like an asshole is basically the question. If you act like an asshole, she, first of all, it's really not very flattering because if you act like an asshole, if you act like this close to any other opinion, so she makes pasta, you don't like pasta, the world has to end, she can never make pasta again. If you're this kind of person, this kind of difficult, rigid, close-minded, critical person, first of all, it, it was a uh, 90% was your father, 10% your mother, possibly, but you got it from one parent and they made you feel like shit all the time. This behavior doesn't come out of the clear blue sky. So I do feel bad for the little boy you were, but you're not that little boy anymore. So now you have um, really a reason to work on it because you want to be a man that doesn't pass down this behavior to your kids. So even if you have no ethical obligation to not be a dickhead to your wife, you still, which you do, you do, by the way, you still don't want to pass on this behavior to your children because I'm sure it didn't help the parent that was a critical person with the other parent and then they pass down this behavior to you so you don't want to pass it down to your children um but the point is how is a woman then if she is yelled at or you know maybe not maybe you don't raise your voice but you just make snide remarks whatever it is it's not that flattering because who stays with that kind of person a person who got treated like shit as a kid a woman with no self-esteem so a woman with zero self-esteem is the only one that's going to say something like oh I'm sorry that you don't like the pasta. I I I guess I, I, I guess I'm not very good at cooking. Um so I guess um maybe maybe, maybe I'll I'll just I'll just I'll just order out. And then of course this type of personality says, No, that's too expensive. Why don't you just do it the way I told you to do it? Which is that you make this stuff, you know, like my mom used to do in, in the crock pot before and, and you know I told you exactly what to do. And then the woman with low self-esteem says, okay, okay, well, well, all right, well, I'll, I'll try to do that. And, you know, I, I don't think, though, that I'm going to get it exactly right. Doesn't it make your stomach hurt to hear this kind of dynamic only if you're in it or you heard it growing up? And if you heard it growing up, then you're, that's why you're doing it right now. So the only kind of woman that's going to stay with a man that acts like this is a woman with very low self-esteem. And if it makes, if you're a woman listening and this makes your stomach hurt, it's because you're probably in this situation or your mother was this person, this obsequious person that kept trying to get out of the way of getting hurt, whether emotionally or physically, and now you're replicating it more than you realize. So the the only type of woman that's going to stay with this man is very low self-esteem. Women with very low self-esteem are not very good in bed. Why? Because they are terrified. They're terrified to do anything wrong. If you think that your husband even thinks it's a possibility that you are a useless, stupid idiot, then you are not going to be your best sexual self. Sex, uh, good sex requires two people who feel confident, open, and free with each other. So if you thought that it's just because your wife is crap at giving head, it isn't. 
right? The reason that she may be crap at giving head is because she's consumed with anger that she buries down deep. She's extremely closed off because she doesn't want to do anything wrong. And she may hate you on a real visceral deep level that she's not even allowing herself to access because the reality is, is that you're nasty like all the time. And this isn't all men, of course not. And there's plenty of women who are nasty and insulting to the men. But what we're talking about here is the ones where it's the guy comes in like a bat out of hell after work and he just says everything that's wrong. He criticizes everything. And then he expects somehow he's going to get like a woman who's ready to go in bed. What insanity is that? The woman that's ready to go in bed would not have taken your shit in for one second. You would criticize the pasta and she would be calling the divorce attorney because of the tone of your voice is intolerable. So you got you, you got to give something to get something. And most men value at the stage of midlife having a woman who is very uh, sexually open because, and I understand this, this is their love language. This is the only place that they can really relax. This makes them feel like a viable, virile man. There's a million reasons men want a good sex life and many reasons women want a good sex life, right? The higher libido person, that's how they feel good. That's like the thing you can't buy. That's why I have all these wealthy guys that come in that are even more unhappy than the guys who are not wealthy because they have all this money and they can't buy the one thing they want, which is a loving partner, right? I mean, they could, but they're ethical and they don't buy a loving partner. They try to make it work with the partner that they're with. So when I have a podcast about that, it's like can't buy me love or something earlier on. But um, the, the point here is I get why the man wants a good sex life, but there is a subset of men who don't understand that they're shooting themselves in the foot by being really just an asshole and being very critical, negative, and closed off to, to her as a person. They're not positive. They're not affirming. They are not um, supportive. They're not nice. They're just unkind people. And this always comes from being treated badly as a child. So I have all of the empathy, but the empathy has to end when it's hurting another person, right? So I can still empathize, but also it needs to be a wake-up call if you're listening and your wife has ever cried because you've been so mean, you know, and it's like, really, you understand? Like, you feel deeply ashamed because you know she is right to be crying because if you talk to anybody else in the... Cause, okay, so think about it like this. Would you want a videotape of how you talk to your wife to be shown at work? If not, then you got to stop because even more important than work should be your children and they hear it all the time. So if you would feel like shit here, so if you have like, let's say a eight-year-old son, right? And 20 years from now, you visit his house where he's living with his girlfriend and you hear him saying to her, you call that dinner? That's not dinner. That's why everybody in this family gets sick all the time because you don't know how to provide a nutritious meal. If your stomach would hurt hearing that and you would feel bad at age, uh, you know, 68 that you would be hearing this happen to some, you know, 28 year old girl or whatever, whatever the hell you, however old you were when you had your kid, then you got to stop now because your kids are learning how to be assholes or worse from your perspective, they're learning how to be cringing victims of an asshole. And so their dynamic is going to be that of your wife. Back to the point about sex. If a woman feels like she is being looked down on and degraded and, uh, 
she, she may not even know know that she may not have those words, but just she feels bad and scared around the guy. He's not physically abusive. If he's physically abusive, get the hell out. But honestly, if he's like this, you should probably get the hell out too, or first get to couples counseling because I have deep faith that people can change. I see it happen all the time. Sometimes these guys, they don't even know. Their fathers were such tremendous assholes who themselves were abused, usually viciously at home. So everything ha- is a reason, you know, nobody's blaming anybody. But the, so, so if you grew up, for example, and your dad, like, you know, threw your mom into a wall and you never would lay a hand on your wife, then you may be very much dismissing what it's like for her to be around somebody that's like, yeah, I don't like to be in this house because this house is uh, filled with shit. It's cluttered. It's nasty looking. You're home all day. You do nothing. I don't know what, what you do. I mean, I'm at work making money. What do you do? Right? So you may think that that's like a conversation. That's not a conversation. That's called Um, nasty, you know, insulting, and many would say emotionally abusive behavior. But because you're not throwing her into a wall and you never would, you think it's okay. So I do get a lot of guys like this still. So uh, it's not like... It's not like everybody understands what emotional abuse now is the way that most people do understand what physical abuse is. This is going to be the next frontier that may be a generation hence. Very, very few people will do this, just like very, very few people, you know, uh, abuse their children versus how many used to in the world because they thought that that's how you have to do it, right? So the the point is, and of course I know people still abuse their children. I'm not an idiot, <laughs> but it's obviously a terrible situation. I've worked with a lot of children that situation. Situation. But the, the point is, it used to be that if you whipped your child, that was just how it went. That was just discipline. Most people don't think that anymore. So most people also don't think that beating your wife is how to keep her in line anymore. But there are still men who think that you have to set a kind of a firm boundary, you know, and, and a firm boundary looks like being a tremendous insulting asshole. But then the key is that they want a sexually open relationship and they don't know why they don't have it. And what I'm trying to explain here is there is no way what you are visualizing in your head as a man, and even though you don't even understand how all of this stuff works and you don't mean to be an asshole to her, what you are wanting, I'll swear it, in 99% of situations, is a confident woman, a woman who makes eye contact during sex, a woman who tells you what she wants, a woman who talks about fantasies, a woman who has some new idea of something to do in bed. How in the hell, if you're the one who criticizes pasta, how the hell is she going to tell you what she thinks about in bed? She would have to be the biggest fool God ever created, right? Because why would she expose herself and be vulnerable to a man who is potentially, in her mind, going to shit all over it? She doesn't know that you would lo- love to hear the fantasy. But you know what? Honestly, if, if it was the wrong fantasy, you probably would be an asshole. So the same kind of guys who are negative and critical about this, if the woman makes a misstep, so if she thinks like, and I've seen this, so we're talking about fantasies, right? So if the woman says something like, oh, well, sometimes I've thought about, you know, what it would be like group sex. Well, here we go. If we got this insecure, and this, of course, this abuse, emotionally abusive behavior is in, it comes out of insecurity, comes from a child who was treated this way, as I discussed. So it comes from a very insecure man. So 
if she says group sex, holy shit, all of a sudden, all of his alarm bells go off. Of course, he feels deeply ashamed because on some level he knows he's not a good husband. And so he's very, very um, attuned to the prospect of her wanting to cheat on him or something like this. And so she said the wrong fantasy. Whoa. So that that conversation goes to shit. You know, because the only fantasy he really wanted to hear about was, I would like to have more, you know, porn style positions in bed with you, you know, the light of my life. But she said the wrong thing. So if you are with a man where you could say the wrong thing, then why would you be sexually open? It could bite you in the ass. So there should be no wrong thing. And I have a podcast that's going to come up in a while about what does a healthy sex life look like because a lot of people don't know. What it looks like is there is no wrong thing. Any fantasy that you could say is good, you know? And with, you know, of course, like there's certain things like maybe you wouldn't say. Like if if, if you if your primary fantasy is about the guy's brother, you know, don't say it's about his brother. But if you can't even say something like, oh, I have fantasies about an orgy or a foursome or a threesome that I, I don't want to do it, but this is a fantasy. If you can't say something like that, you're not going to be sexually open really with this guy because you view him as you know, alternately, like some sort of martinet that's like in charge of everything and, you know, like a prison guard type or a child, you know, somebody that's too insecure to hear things. So then you just kind of go on autopilot, you go into your own head and you give him, you know, tepid sex because you can't really be your true self because he doesn't want to hear it, you know, and these are the same guys who are very weirded out if their wife wants to do something new in bed too. Why? Because they think, where did you get that from? And have you always wanted to do it? And did you do it with an ex? Or do you have an ex that I don't know about? So these same kind of guys who are super harsh, critical, and close-minded are the same in bed. So then their wives, even though they think that they're very good because they like to do three different positions or 30 different positions, even worse. Um, so the, the point is, is that close-minded and negative and critical is the same everywhere in every venue and expecting that your wife is going going to, you know, be open-minded, you, you don't, you couldn't handle a confident woman at this stage of your development. So that's why you don't get one. So in this situation, what should people do if they recognize themselves, unfortunately, in this dynamic, get into couples counseling right away and both really do need individual. And that it's not a joke. In this sort of situation, your children are learning this bad behavior. They're learning basically uh, to be either a cowering victim or a prison guard. And it's terrible. And just ask anybody who grew up in that dynamic, right? And you need immediately, especially if you want to have any intimacy and closeness in bed or otherwise to the man needs to stop berating his wife implicitly or explicitly and the wife needs to stand up for herself or she will not respect herself nor does she treat teach her kids to respect themselves because they're watching her you know kowtow to somebody who is oppressive and nasty and critical and closed so uh Couples counseling is useful. Individual counseling is useful as well. Both would be ideal. If there's one to prioritize, I mean, I really don't know. It would really be both. But if you have to prioritize one, I guess the couples work so that somebody else can listen to the things that you say to your wife and you could see uh, their face because their face is going to be even a more of a wake-up call than this podcast. So, and it would be a wake-up call to your wife too. The only way to potentially get somebody that's sexually open with you, as the summary statement here, is is to have somebody who feels free, safe, close, um, open, and like anything they say 
goes, you know, and, uh, and I'm not saying anything they say goes like she says, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. You know how I feel about the people who have like 20 million boundaries. I wrote the cult I said the cult of boundaries was one of my podcasts, but I'm talking about if you want your wife to come up with ideas, but then you shit all over her other ideas. How is she going to come up with ideas? It doesn't make any sense. All right. So hopefully this was useful and gave at least one couple in this dynamic a wake up call. And I will talk to y'all soon. Have a great day, guys.